Listen for God's word. If you love me and keep my commandments, I will ask God in heaven who will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees the spirit nor knows the spirit. You, however, know the spirit because the spirit abides with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you in a little while. The world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live. You also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in Yahweh, and you in me, and I in you. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom God will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. May God speak to us this day through these ancient words. As we heard in our first reading from the book of the Acts of the Apostles, on that morning, something unheard of happened. The Spirit descended like a strong driving wind, and it appeared to rest, even fasten itself, literally, like tongues of fire upon each of the disciples, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, enabling them to speak in the language other than their own. Pentecost, the day the church came into being, the day we remember that Jesus' promise came true, the advocate, the very Spirit of God, will teach us truth, entrusting us to speak truth, empowering us to live it. When God sends forth Spirit, amazing things happen. Barriers are broken, communities are reconciled, Unity is offered. When God sends forth spirit, amazing things happen. Disease is cured. Addictions are broken. Cities are renewed. When God sends forth the spirit, amazing things happen. Races are reconciled. Hope is established. People are blessed. And church happens. What happened in Jerusalem 50 days after that first Easter. We don't know. What we do know is that something happened. We know that the disciples had an experience of power of spirit flooding their very beings, their bodies, their souls, in a way that they had never before experienced. Have you ever had an experience or an encounter like this? Being out of body or being so infused in body that it felt like a miracle? something you couldn't explain that seemed beyond logic and reason? Penny Green is with us this day, but two weeks ago she almost died. The ER technician said, we do not think that she will survive, but she is here wearing red. She is here because her body was so infused with spirit, the spirit of prayer and good medicine. They work hand in hand. 
In Jerusalem that day, something happened, but what? It's recorded that people heard the word of God for the first time in their own native tongue. That alone is a miracle. But the miracle of that first Pentecost is way more than just breaking down barriers of language. It was breaking down barriers of class and clan. It was breaking down those inherited marks of identity which kept people distant and weary of one another. On that day, it didn't matter if you were a Jew or a Gentile, a Parthian or an Egyptian, whether you were from Rome or Cyrene. On that first Pentecost, that day known as the birthday of the church, the word of God and the miracle of God belonged to all. And for that moment, the individual backgrounds and cultures of those presents were gathered up and woven into a single fabric. The Easter event was fulfilled. The promised counselor, the advocate, the one that John recorded that Jesus said would come, did. As we read and as we heard from the book of Acts, Jerusalem was full of visitors that day. In fact, what the author does is kind of give a roll call of nations, as it were. Parthians and Medes, Emilites and Mesopotamians, people from Judah and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Pamphylians and Phrygians, Egyptians and Libyans, folks from Cyrene and Rome and Crete and Arabia. Luke, who authored Acts, basically said that every region of the known world was represented in Jerusalem that day. And they were gathered there in the holy city, Jerusalem, for the Feast of Weeks, which is a festival of the barley sheaf, which happened seven weeks after Passover, which happened just to be 50 days after the resurrection. Pentecost, 50. On that 50th day, something remarkable happened. God poured spirit upon those gathered in such a way that it fulfilled what the prophet Joel had prophesied earlier and Peter used in his sermon. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. On my men servants and my maid servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. God poured out God's spirit on those who could hear, and they did. And there were those who couldn't hear. There are always those who can't hear. They protested. They are filled with new wine, they said. The mockers had mistaken the apostles' elation for intoxication. They thought they were drunk. But you know, they were. They were so filled with spirit, so elated, they were intoxicated. For the power of God's spirit flooded their beings in such a way that they had never before experienced. Has your spirit ever been so flooded The Spirit was given to them, and they said yes. They embraced it. Saying yes to what is given to us is empowering and freeing. And this 
is where we see, my friends, that the Spirit of God is still at work in the world. A couple of years ago, the United Church of Christ had a great slogan that they're still using. I wish it had been ours. It said, God is still speaking with a comma, not a period. God is still speaking. That's the way that we understand that the Spirit is alive in our lives. God is still speaking, reconciling opposites. That Spirit is still breaking new life into the world. That Spirit is breaking down walls and barriers that divide us. That Spirit is establishing unity, curing disease, healing addictions, and opening closed hearts and closed minds. But for the Spirit to work, to really work, you and I have to say yes. We have a choice. Yes to what has been given us to say, to do, and to bring about in the world. Pentecost invites us to say yes to what is given to us. A week ago Saturday in this sanctuary, those two men, Melvin Fujikawa and Mark Hamner, said yes to one another. I choked up three times. I never thought I would see the day, much less preside at such a service where freedom and justice was celebrated. This was the Spirit's work, but we all participated in the Spirit, and all of us who have been working for advocacy for decades, we did that because we said yes to Spirit. Yesterday, in in, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, our own Eric Carlson, whom some of you know, and Chris Seelig, who some of you do not know, said the said the same thing and did the same thing. They said yes to love, yes to each other, yes to mystery, yes to marriage. Yes to that which had previously not been possible and in many places around this globe and in our country is still not possible. We need to pray for the Methodists. The Spirit, the Spirit, my friends, is always, always about bringing justice and truth and freedom We see this in the Black Lives Matter movement. We see this through immigration and reform rights. We see this in refugee resettlement where people are opening their hearts and minds to others. We see this in countless and myriad ways around the planet. This yes, this yes is a sign that the Spirit of God is at work, that God is still speaking, comma, dot, dot, dot. That Pentecost was not some isolated event centuries ago. No, Pentecost Spirit is working her way in us, through us, this very moment. And I say her because in the Greek word, where we get the English word spirit, it comes from the Greek word pneuma, which is feminine. Spirit is having her way with us, and we're invited to participate or get out of the way. When have you said yes to that which has been given and offered and presented before you? Was it when you dared to say yes to love to another person, even if that love today has gone sour? Was it when you said yes to reach some goal you had set for yourself? Was it when you said, 
I am not going to allow this addiction to hold me? Was it when you said yes to sitting in silence and allowing yourself to experience the very shimmer of God? The power of the promise of Pentecost, that same spirit is given, reminds us that you and I can change the world. For the spirit is given to one for the many and to the many for the one. So when we have an encounter with the holy, it's not given for us to hide and to keep to ourselves. Paul, yes, Paul had the blinding experience on the horse in the way of Damascus. That was given to the one, but it was given by the Spirit to the one for the many. So if we ever have an encounter with the very power and Spirit of God, it's given to us as individuals and unique, but we're not to hold it to ourselves. We're to open it and share it with others. The truth of Pentecost is that our identity, your identity, and my identity, is not found in our cultural, racial, or ethnic background. It doesn't matter if we're from the US, or from India, or from Russia, or as our text said, from Egypt or Mesopotamia. It doesn't matter if we're black or brown or white or yellow. It doesn't matter if we're Republican or Democrat or independent. The truth of Pentecost is that our identity isn't found in what we do or how much we make. It's found in who we love and how we're loved. What matters is that our identity, bottom line, is found in God. And this identity, my friends, is for all of us, for all people. All people. Jew and Gentile. Slave and free. This is the challenge of Pentecost, that we say yes to spirit, allowing her to be so fastened, hooked to us, if I may, that we can hear others really hear others with whom we strongly disagree. That we can hear with the eyes of our heart, as Proverbs 3 puts it, that we can hear those who have hurt us or done us wrong or those for whom we need to seek forgiveness. This happens interpersonally between two people, happens communally between nations, races, women and men. You see, spirit is all about doing a new thing. Spirit is all about reconciliation. And spirit challenges us to listen, to really listen to one another so that barriers can be dismantled rather than built. And friends, if it doesn't start with you and me, us, who does it start with? Pentecost says, if you are estranged from another person now, seek forgiveness. Pentecost says, we are family, one to another, whether we like it or not, whether we agree or not, get along. Pentecost says, open yourself to spirit and be transformed. This is the miracle of Pentecost, that we are family, one with another, and this is enacted every single time we gather at this table. 
For here we begin to get in touch with our fears and our hurts, our angers and our difference, and realize that in the realm of God, holding grudges, there is no room in the realm of God for this. For our lives, my friends, our lives are too short, too fragile, and too fabulous to waste. On that morning, centuries ago, something happened. Something unheard of. And on this morning, now, here, that something can happen to us. All we need to do is say yes.